Koinonia, Christian fellowship, communion with God and with fellow Christians. Koinonia, an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is Koinonia. This is Community. And now, your host, Tom Brown. It is time for a look at books here on Koinonia once again. And Lucas Miles, author of The Christian Left, is my guest. And uh, Lucas, I'm going to let you start just by giving a little of your bio because, you know, it's kind of a, a, a God story, right? How he gets us to a place of influence and uh, to speak truth into the culture. Give me a little of your background. You know, I'm, I'm a kid from Granger, uh, Indiana, outside of South Bend, and I uh, grew up in a Christian home. Uh, I started pastoring, or started preaching, rather, at about 17 years old, and I'll be 42 this year, so I've been doing this quite a while. My wife and I have actually been in the same church that we planted for the last, uh, going on 17 years. Uh, but during that time of, of pastoring, I really fell into, and, and God sort of opened the doors for me, uh, in the Christian media world as well. I've produced several feature films. I've done work for Netflix, Redbox, Walmart, uh, Sony, Showtime, a few others. Uh, I've also um, uh, you know, written several books. So my last book was called Good God, and of course this one is called The Christian Left. Um, and you know, just really had the opportunity to kind of uh, work uh, both in the church and outside of the church. I have a for-profit company. Uh, it's sort of my tent-making business called Miles Media, uh, where we produce uh, uh, commercial content as well as feature films. I'm still doing that. Uh, as well as trying to keep the church from falling into errors on the left and the right. And one of the reasons I wanted you to share the uh, the totality of your bio is because uh, this isn't a silo conversation, and uh, I think there's a little too much of that going on in general. But with this particular topic, I had a friend that just posted on Facebook, and he said, you know, we have to remember that Christ was crucified for telling the truth. And, you know, the apostles died because of them telling the truth. So we need to get out of this uh, thought that there's not going to be persecution when we're telling the truth, right? People aren't going to just like us. Oh, yeah, that's that's not painful at all. I'm going to accept that with a warm, big hug. I think you're absolutely right. I think that we have to be aware that, you know, especially when we're, we're dealing with errors like what we're seeing within progressive Christianity, uh, that, that um, you know, we are going to face some opposition to that, and that's okay. Um, you know, if we do what's right and we stand on the Word, then, uh, then I think that, uh, you know, we can, we can sleep easy at night and, and really, you know, assure that, uh, that we're on the side of truth. Lucas Miles is my guest. The book is The Christian Left, and let's get into it here. Oh, oh, who is The Christian Left, and kind of what are their goals? So The Christian Left, there's obviously a spectrum of belief here, um, there are some that are true leftists, and there's others that have just sort of to dip their toes in progressive Christianity. Uh, but essentially, as, as, a, as a category, the Christian left is this growing constituency of believers, and oftentimes believers in name only, who have uh, given themselves over to progressive thought, um, uh, oftentimes you know, radical uh, liberal ideology, and, and, and even at times Marxist theory. And we see with this uh, typically the downgrading of Scripture, uh, from you know the Word of God to uh, maybe just a uh, uh, um, a collection of, of man's writings that some can be trusted and some can't. Um, that's usually a hallmark of the Christian left. Uh, we also see uh, uh, you know really acceptance of uh, you know whatever uh, today's progressive moral standard is. So the embrace of pro-choice doctrines and the LGBT 
uh, agenda. These are all things that typically mark a Christian leftist. Uh, it's, a, it's a demographic that is growing. It's what the New York Times calls an ascendant liberal Christianity, and it is working our way uh, its way into uh, America's churches, unfortunately. I also, in the news recently, was a popular Christian musician coming out saying he's an ex-evangelist. Uh, that's just another way of saying, yeah, we're just kind of moving from the truth as it stands, at least in my opinion. Look, I grew up. Uh, I grew up on DC Talk. I it was my my first tape I ever owned was a DC Talk tape. Their first uh, their first record they put out, Heaven Bound. And uh, you know, I was heartbroken by yeah. that. And uh, to to really see um, to see that uh, you know you have somebody who has been um, you know just such an inspiration in so many Christians' lives uh, throughout uh, you know the last uh, you know couple decades uh, to say that they're now an um, uh, you know an ex-evangelical, he called it. Uh, and, you know, he, he's a perfect example of the Christian left, and, and it's, he's not the first uh, Christian recording artist to go through this deconversion process. Yeah, it's amazing. It seems to lend itself, in fact. Now, I've heard it said that this is not a political book, but it's almost hard. It's, it's really hard in the culture now to separate uh, conservative Christian biblical-based principles and not be called a fundamentalist or a Christian extremist or, you know, a, a political radical? Well, if from the world standpoint, anyone who holds to the infallibility of Scripture is a Christian extremist, and that the media has done a really good job of, of painting anybody with that picture. You know, uh, um, you know av- I shouldn't say average, uh, marginal Christians are now held to be the, they're the devout ones because they love everybody and they love every you know, belief system and doctrine, and they don't exclude based upon, you know, ver- uh, various moral decisions and lifestyles. Um, you know, in actuality, what we have is, uh, I-, I think that, you know, we need to realize that Jesus was not a Republican or Democrat. Uh, this is not a new topic. As much as it feels like a 21st century conversation, uh, the progressive Christianity has been on the scene since, as, you know, arguably, I trace in the book back to the 1700s, uh, but I could, I could make an argument for even earlier than that. Right. And we have seen attempts over the years at really trying to draw the Church further and further away from the Word into uh, really whatever version of, of secular humanism or progressive thought is, is popular today. Lucas Miles is my guest here on Koinonia. The book is The Christian Left, How Liberal Thought Has Hijacked the Church. Mike Huckabee says the Christian left exposes the subversive threat that Marxist thought poses to Christianity and the global church. Every Christian needs to read this book. I agree. Chapter one, the Trojan horse. Define the three Trojan horses of the Christian left. So Trojan horses, when I talk about this in the book, The Christian Left, and, and first of all, I, I probably should say, I, I think I owe Mike Huckabee a meal or something after that great <laughs> endorsement. So that's uh, right. uh, what an honor you know, it was to get that. Um, you know, the, the Trojan horses within the Christian left, these are things that, that have the appearance of being a real gift to Christianity, things like social justice. Um, but then when you really start to unpack them, you realize that they're actually antithetical to the gospel, and they're taking us further and further away from the truth, uh, you know, much like the, uh, the Trojan horse given to, uh, um, you know, yeah, given in, in battle, really had an army that was concealed inside. We're seeing the same things take place today. And so, uh, tro- you know, for example, one of the Trojan horses that we see is this idea of uh, theological animosity, basically, uh, there is this division that the left is pushing. The left realizes that they cannot win elections without dividing the religious vote, 
And so they've gone to great lengths to really establish themselves as the referees of morality, sort of the, uh, the golden standard of spirituality, and, and really criticizing anybody that doesn't align with their views. And, and it's really created this us-versus-them mentality. Uh, and, and it's distorted, I think, deceived a lot of Christians that uh, maybe weren't very uh, established in their beliefs to, get, to begin with. I think one of the th- most startling things for me personally, having grown up in the church and I was saved when I was nine, so uh, pushing 50 years as a believer, and it, the redefinition of sin. It's, it's like things that I would have never considered that we would ever discuss as being uh, a gray area are now passe. You know, there's a couple things important to realize on this, and I, I've shared on a couple interviews that, you know, um, there was a quote by a guy named Irenaeus, who was an early church father, that basically he critiqued the first century church and said the reason why they weren't able to refute Gnosticism is because they didn't understand it fully. And I think the same thing is happening today, that most Christians do not understand uh, the Christian left or progressive Christianity well enough to really refute the arguments. The Christian left has no interest in the infallibility of Scripture. They don't believe in it. And so it's very easy for them to sidestep certain passages and sort of just X out certain ideas that they find in Scripture because they believe those are first-century concepts. Uh, they don't carry over to today. They're not as woke as, they, as we are today. And, and so they, they can just dismiss those things. They downgrade the Bible. Uh, additionally, uh, sin within the Christian left is really only viewed they don't believe in original sin. They don't believe in the depravity of man. They only believe in the sin of the community. And so they believe that people are essentially inherently good, which is actually antithetical to what Scripture teaches, that we are you know, really inherently sinful, that all of sin falls short of the glory of God. And they believe that the only issue is the community, the system. And so they can critique the sin of the community without ever having to deal with the sins of the individual, and, and it really allows for you know, whatever you know, moral... Uh, uh, you know, um, uh, pitfall or failure that's popular of the day to find a home within progressive Christianity without any sort of criticism of it. Uh, and it's, it's provided sort of this half, halfway house of uh, feeling somewhat religious, but being able to be you know as worldly as possible. Lucas Miles, author of The Christian Left, my guest on Koinonia, a look at books today. You write that instead of leading children back to a loving God, parents of children who are struggling with gender issues sway from a big biblical view to an acceptance and that is breaking my heart and it's right out of the christian left book you know you know the, i look i i i i think i stand with a lot of um believers in the church today uh knowing people who are struggling with this i have a lot of compassion uh for those who are struggling with uh issues of gender and sexuality uh it's a very very difficult road for them uh, but I think that, you know, no matter how much we care about these people, uh, if we do truly care about them, we need to not allow our view to uh, drift away from a biblical view of gender and sexuality. It's so important, and it's difficult because everything in the world today will come against you for holding to a biblical view of these things, but my guess is that should just be evidence that we're on the right path. And if we do so in love, and if we do so by... Uh, you know, really trying to maintain people's dignity in place as we counter these ideas, I believe that there's a way that we can minister to people who are caught in these various, uh, you know, uh, instances of gender dysphoria, et cetera. We could continue the conversation for a very, very long time here uh, on this topic and others, but I want to wrap it up with this. How can we, as Christians, exemplify love without compromising biblical truth? You know, the Bible defines... Uh, Jesus is coming as really being full of grace and truth. 
uh, and I believe that Jesus is the embodiment of love. Scripture tells us that, uh, and that the Son, talking about Jesus, is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, it says in Hebrews. And so Jesus came in grace and truth. What does that mean? It means that in love, in the manifestation of love, that there is both grace and there is truth. Uh, the left has really created this distorted view of love, that if you don't agree with me, then you don't love me. Uh, that, that couldn't be further from the biblical definition of really agape love. And so what we have to do as believers is we have to make sure that we walk in both grace and truth as we minister. If we only walk in kind of this quote-unquote grace, uh, we, we, we fall into progressive thought and, and permissivism and everything else, and libertine thought. Uh, if we walk in truth only without any grace, we become a bigot and a Pharisee. We have to combine both of these things together in order to really walk in the truth of the gospel. Love it. I wish we had an hour to discuss all of this. Lucas Miles, The Christian Left is the book, How Liberal Thought Has Hijacked the Church. And I want uh, my listeners to be directed to where they can find out more about your ministry and uh, get this book. Absolutely. So they can head over to Lucas Miles, that's L-U-C-A-S-M-I-L-E-S dot O-R-G dot org. And we're actually, uh, all this month, we're doing autographed copies of the book with every purchase. So you can purchase direct from our website. Of course, you can get on Amazon. We actually hit number one on Amazon in three different categories in the bestseller list, uh, wherever books are sold. But uh, we like it when you come over to our site, say hello, and check out some of the other things that we're doing. And I'm doing our speaking tour right now. I'll be in Nashville uh, this next week. Uh, and if they check out where I'm headed, I might be in there next to the woods sometime soon. Lucas, thanks for your time. Thank you. Thank you.